Welcome to the Moviga Podcast. I'm Stephen Ridley, joined tonight by Adam Runyon, Austin Bevins, and Brian Hill. What's up, dudes? Yo, Steve. How's it going? What's <laughs> good, man? What up? Uh, you guys are lovely. Okay. Um, so thank you all for being here. Thanks for listening. If this is your first time listening, uh, we're talking all things movies, video games, anything in the nerd world that interests us or is relevant today. So uh, be sure to give us a follow if that sort of thing interests you. Uh, we post every week, so uh, follow us to stay up to date on that. All right. Without further ado, let's get started. First on the list, we're talking Anthem. Yes. We've talked about Anthem a lot. Um but a an article was published uh, pretty recently. Yesterday. Yesterday. That is pretty recent. Um, and it is very um, revealing. Oh, yeah. Um, this guy, it's posted on Kotaku. Uh, Jason, Sh- I'm scrolling down so I can see his name because I'm going to butcher it anyway. Jason Schreier, Schreier, I'm not really sure how to pronounce that, um, but... Great article, super long. I think somebody said eleven thousand words. Wow, so long. it's pretty long. It's most I've read in my entire life, honestly. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, but it was super good. He so he talks to a lot of people who uh, used to work at Bioware or EA or basically used to work for them, and I think some current people too. So everybody kind of remains anonymous, but it's pretty rough. I mean, um, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it, it really is. is. Yeah. And it's like, um, I don't know, just we, we play video games all the time and we just kind of, you know, we see these like presentations they make and, and the, the video diaries they release. And it's just like, we are so excited for this game. I don't know why he's Australian. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, and you watch it and you're like, man, they're just having so much fun in there. Oh, and then yeah. you read an article like this and you're like, Oh gosh, like just yeah. straight business. It's like, almost like I didn't. I don't want to know. I, don't I know. Wanna, I want to go so, back in time and not read this. For context, how would you kind of describe this article to someone who hasn't read it yet? Uh, why? Because. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Most of our listeners probably haven't read this article yet. That's what Steven. he's saying. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Okay, so basically. Um, the guy kind of goes through uh, from like birth of this the idea of the game which was like 7 years ago all the way to like the changes that were made and just like getting pushed and all the problems and and lead developers coming in and out yeah people leaving people getting uh some of the articles talking about like i'd never heard of um stress what was it uh, I was like stress leave or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something where they literally, their doctors were telling them, you need to take mm-hmm. three months off because you're so stressed or something like that. Whoa, it was insane. That's I need a that, long time. I need that doctor. Stress, yeah. stress <laughs> casualties. Yeah, I got stress a doctor's note. I got to take three months off. Um, <laughs> stress casualties, yeah. So, and, and they'd be like, and they would leave and sometimes they would come back, sometimes they wouldn't, which, I mean, lots of people left. But anyway, back to uh, explaining this. So, um, yeah, they it, it just kind of shows... Uh, the the troubles they had with EA with Frostbite, and just kind of showing how, I mean, I feel like this kind of stuff is coming out a lot more, especially with the Elizabeth Holmes stuff. With uh, I mean, obviously this this is a video game compared to people's lives, but just the the uh, fake it till you make it sort of business right. model that so many people are going by, and I mean, well, they even said that a little bit uh, that the devs that had been working on even the. Uh, Mass Effect trilogy. We're not counting Andromeda. 
And no, um, no, no, no. <laughs> but uh, they said there was always some sort of like Bioware magic that seemed to yeah. make it kind of all come together, even if it was really stressful or really like a uh, difficult process. And then, um, you know, the magic ran out with yep. Anthem, is I think what he sure. says in the article. Yep. Yeah, so that was just kind of the excuse they gave. It was like, it's always going to come together. And, um, you know, in the article they say, like, we started to kind of figure it out, and people were kind of getting excited. But if we could have just had just a few more months, mm. it might have been a lot better. Um, but they were trying to, like, originally it was, it was set to release fall 2018. And um, they had to delay it, and EA was like, you got to be uh, no later than March because it was their mm-hmm. fiscal year or whatever. So, um, yeah, they, they, they kind of slowly started to figure it out once. Um, I can't remember his name. Dara, Dadara, something like that. Mm-hmm. Once he came on. Uh, so, yeah, just like super sad. Um, you just don't really think about this stuff. And, and you know, you s- I don't know anything about game engines and all that stuff. But um, whenever like a game trailer comes out and it's like running on the Frostbite engine, that was apparently a huge thing. Because, so basically, EA owns Frostbite. Yeah, so they own uh, Dice, which is Dice, which helped who created oh, created gotcha. Frostbite Engine. So um, typically, with a game like this, I guess they would kind of make their own to fit the yeah use the plan like, for the game, like Unreal, yeah, or something that's built for these these large multiplayer open world games. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, and to EA's, you know, to give them, I guess, a little bit of a a point for this or whatever. I mean, it, it is easier to talk in between um, these these companies with Dice and then and then now with uh, EA and with um, Bioware. Bioware, thank you. Mm. Um, with using all one engine, which yeah. makes sense. But Frostbite, I guess, wasn't set up for anything right at all. Yeah, and, and you so just don't that you they don't, needed. You don't really think about that kind of thing, but they're like they have all these grand ideas and. They have to use Frostbite because that's what every EA game is using. And they're like, we would we would come across a bug and it would take like a week to fix. And it started making people get like, I don't want to, I do not want to deal with that right now. So they would just like skip over it and there would mm-hmm. just be more bugs. And apparently, the, I think the, the writer described it as like uh, frost full of razor blades or yeah. something like that to where it was like, Sounds you just terrifying. can't help but like get cut up when you reach in and try to make. So I don't know. Yikes! Um, yeah. But yeah, so just like, just insane how and and talking about how I don't know. It's just sad to 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 hear about their grand plans and um, the with the the companies and the guys upstairs and just like kind of choking them and and, and making sure you know they they fit this thing and. Um, can only use frostbite and and then I, all the changes that they were yeah. making with like they had they took flight out and they were like oh we think that's the right way to go and then they wanted to put flying back in and then they took it back out again over and, and over then now again. they put it back in and and apparently it was going to be called beyond mm-hmm. until like what was it like a week before e3 yeah yeah oh. like official announcement yeah. yeah and i think ea or somebody was like hey we can't get the copyright whatever for beyond so they were like so they went to like a backup title and called it Anthem. Mm-hmm. But everyone was like, 
nothing in this game has anything to do with an anthem. What are we going to call it? So they restructured their story around it. I mean, that sounds horrible, like at E3, but they did it like, I mean, you read the article, they do it like a hundred times. Like, they, mm-hmm. they, like just making changes like crazy. And apparently one of the biggest things was that nobody could make a definitive decision. Like they would be in meetings and they'd come out and be like, well, we'll figure it out. And <laughs> nothing, like everyone was making a game, not knowing what it was going to turn into. <laughs> Insane, dude. It sounds and, it's and, like movie material. Yeah. Right? Like it's so dramatic. <laughs> I'm engaged. It is. It is. Yeah, social network stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. for real. So like so many people left. People were like going crazy and literally. Yeah. And um you always kind of blame EA, which I they're uh, I think they're to blame here for sure, partly, but apparently BioWare just kinda like fell apart. Like, you know, in the good old days when, when it was Mass Effect, Mass and Effect that kind Two, of thing. Mass Effect Two, um, but now and, and like you described the the, the what you call it the magic. Oh yeah, the Bioware magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I can think of that um, about how you know it'll all come together in the end, and then it didn't this time. Well, and, and even even in the article, it talks about how with senior management, like the the developers weren't even allowed to really even ask questions internally about other games in this same kind of echelon like Destiny yeah. that that are the market leaders. And it's like, it seems like maybe we should look at them and see, like, what's going on. Yeah. How are they doing it? Yeah. What, uh, what things work? What, what do we mm. wish was different? Yeah, you absolutely should yeah. do that. Yeah, 100%. It's like uh, when J.J. Abrams did the first Star Trek and he was like, well, we have to look at Star Wars and see what made, and everybody was like, excuse me? You know what I'm saying? It's like, this yeah. is not Star Wars. Like, well, they're su- successful, you know? Yeah. Right. It turned out um, amazing. Yeah. yeah. The last, like, example of the uh, Bioware magic was Dragon Age Inquisition, right? Because that came out in 2014. Right. Yeah. And um, one of the, like, anonymous people said, like, they wish it wouldn't have been such a huge success. Right. But it's because it was that they were they like didn't learn their lesson. They were like, oh, I guess it worked. We'll just go back and do it again. Mm-hmm. Like that's so, not the way to make yeah. games. Right. So I think one of the last like parts of this article is somebody saying like, hopefully this is the kick in the butt that Bioware needs to see that this isn't how you make games anymore. That kind of thing. So pretty intense. Um, and, and like I was saying, you know, um, you, 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 you're, want to blame EA, but part of it was Bioware. Apparently, like, you know, like some of the OG Bioware guys, the the newer guys in Austin kind of felt like they had a superiority complex. Like they were kind of like, you know, you're not one of us. You're going to do. So, so in the article, it talks about how people kind of started seeing it as if the guys in Edmonton, the original like Bioware team, would come up with the ideas and the grunts in Austin on that team would um, basically just have to make it happen. And people would joke, like, that you got the A team, the B team, and the C team, and this guy's like, that's actually how it was. Like, that's how people in Bioware wow. saw it, which is pretty crazy. So it's, it's like, uh, literally, like, the company was just, like, at war with itself wow. in, 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 inside. So. Are these all people that are uh, supposedly doing the same job, like, that are being classified as, like, A, B, and C type deal? Or? Um I think it was more like a click type thing where mm-hmm. they, they kind of saw themselves because they were working on a different part of the game. Yeah. When, you, when you make a game uh, like right. the, when you make a game like this, you have <clears throat> um, you know, like, like DevOps, right? And they all have different 
types of, of jobs and you have these managers that do a lot of stuff and you have you have groups that will do certain things like a physics engine mm. or you have somebody that'll do lighting and somebody that'll do this and that and if they see themselves as more important in the game then clicks will definitely start to be a thing so because you know people who can't code or can't do something they don't even try to help them they just say no oh, we're better than you so we're just gonna have crappy lighting for the whole thing but the physics are gonna be awesome so then you get you know, the house divided type thing. Yeah. So anyway, one of my friends said it perfectly. I don't think anybody ever sets out like, I don't know. It's, it's easy for us as the gamers Mm -hmm. to have this emotional connection with, um, with games. I know, I know I sure do with destiny and, and when destiny two launched and it was not great, it was, it was really easy. And a lot of, a lot of my friends felt almost like personal, like personally attacked or yeah, you know, like they, right, right. they did this to me. And I think that's kind of how Anthem is. Jeff. Like, I don't think Bungie or Bioware or anybody sets out to make a bad game. Neither does EA because it cuts into their bottom yeah, line. Money. Like even if you want to look at it like that, take all the emotion and passion that, that, that Bioware and EA, EA are talking about out mm. of it. Mm. If they release a terrible game and it, it bombs like Andromeda, like Anthem. Yeah. That's bad for them because maybe the next game they put out might be amazing. Yeah, but it's got that stink on it. Yeah, nobody wants it. Right, and so I think I think part part of the lesson is as gamers, don't take it so personally. You know, yeah. like it's fine. This game wasn't great. Is a miss, um, and that stinks because it's a really cool concept, and and I was really excited about it. But, yes, I but was it's too. okay. It's okay, and and Bioware, they you know they have an amazing history. And I'm. I really hope they recover and learn from it. And that's that's about it. That's yeah. a great point. <laughs> I, I love that you brought that up because it all seems so like bleak and horrible almost. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of taking it in that way, looking at it in like a slightly different light. Maybe yeah. this is a great chance for like a learning opportunity for yeah. them. A lot of the or part of this article was talking about how the developers that this uh, author was talking to, they were like. Yeah, that all these complaints are stuff that we brought to our, they right. brought up to our superiors. So it's like we know this stuff is you know this is a bug. We know this is going wrong. Mm. They're just like we, we just had no choice. Like we couldn't fix it. Frostbite, all this stuff. So like it stinks. Um, just reading this article, I was like, man, this could have been so cool. I mean, mm, the, yeah. the the concepts they were thinking about at first, where you they were like, you know, you're gonna be in. The, they were talking about like multiple cities yeah. and like. Like you're going survival. out, yeah. You're yeah, going out with a group of friends and like not coming back for a while, just like going out to find something and like survive, and then you come Gosh, back. That sounds awesome. Though. It does. Yeah, it it does. sounds great. <laughs> the concept is really cool. It just kind of yeah, this just me. isn't a full game. No, they released half a game. Yeah. But. So um, I think there uh, uh, part of the thing was the the it was um, projected that the Metacritic score would probably be around 70. And they were like, mm. that's fine. Uh, you know, after it's out for a little while, it'll get better. But it, it uh, debuted as like 55. And yeah. it's like... It's insane. So they're hoping it gets better. Um, and I, can I, I just make a public announcement to all looter shooter games? Like, put out a finished game, please. Yes. Like, I don't want to wait. Like, I, again, I love Destiny. I love it. I don't want to wait another year. Yeah. I don't want Destiny 3 to come out and suck for a year. Before yeah. I can like actually have fun playing it, or, I thought you said you wanted that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where they were like, "Oh, that's not that's not what you guys want." Oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, so yeah, I mean, all this just gets me even more excited for Destiny Three now that they're not. Oh yeah, with Activision. 
Dude, Destiny so, 3 is going to be balling. I hope so. There's some news about that today, too, but we might have Ooh, to wait. Lightning round? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so anyway, Kotaku, great article. Uh, go read that um, when you have a few days to sit down <laughs> in the corner and not do It's dense. Else. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, so moving on to a much happier subject. Uh, well, not really. Debatably. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me smile. How huh? much psychopathy you have in you. Uh, so the Joker trailer debuted t- today, oh. Dave recording. Um, yeah. Freaking awesome. Joaquin I'm Phoenix. sold on it. Joker? I'm sold on it completely 100% already. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, well, Joaquin Phoenix is kind of crazy anyway. Yeah. Crazy in a good way. Right. Sells out to the role. Right. He's a method actor. Yeah. I mean, not as... I mean, I hate to bring this to you. So is Jared Leto, dude. God, I was trying not to bring his name up. I was trying not to bring his name up. I No, but I mean. Always edit Jared Leto out. <laughs> it was beep. <laughs> yeah. No, but I saw the video. I saw the, the trailer today while I was at work. And I was like, I sit there. And, you, and if you can't see, my eyes are nice and nice and big. And I was like, holy cow. This yeah. looks so weird and mm. awesome. Yeah. It looks like. A legit, like, serious drama. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it does. Next yeah. to Aqu- like, I was literally thinking, can I see this in the same universe as Aquaman? Like, can right. you imagine seeing that trailer uh, and then Aquaman rides a wave inside? It makes me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes me like with with yeah with with Ariel behind him, and, uh, whatever her actual name is. It'll it'll just be right. Ariel for me forever. He screams. But uh, it made me really really excited. I was I was skeptical. As I could be mm-hmm. about this, I was not excited. Um, and the trailer came out, and you sent it to me. I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch it so that I can talk about it. <laughs> um, I watched it like four times. And uh, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I was sold. It looks so good. Joaquin Phoenix looks crazy. Yeah. Yes. And in, in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. It looks I'm very excited. It looks really personal. Like, it's going to mm. be so dark, so, like, I don't know, maybe depressing. But it is, and it's supposed probably, to be that way. But um, I'm I'm really excited for two things with this. I'm excited for the kind of Batman that's going to be exactly associated with that. Pulled out of that. I hope, oh, I hope oh, a Batman yes. is pulled out of it. Oh, please. Yeah. And I'm really excited for that. And then I'm really excited for the the way they're setting it up, like his story, because, like, the Joker is crazy. Right. And 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 I like how they're showing kind of like the progression of like in the trailer there's times where he was talking he was talking about his mom and how um she was like oh like I was made to put a smile on people's mm-hmm. faces and put, and then you kind of see it at the beginning you're like oh that's kind of nice like yeah. you're supporting mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's bathing her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of weird. But then you see it it's like so get twisted. Like yeah. in, even in the trailer yes. and then he's like in the elevator with that guy. Oh, dude. Who's freaking out in the he's in a like a straight jacket or on mm-hmm. a bed and mm-hmm. and he's freaking out and he's just standing there like like wow, that's crazy. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and uh I I'm very excited. Yeah, me very too. Excited. Some of the shots in it I just liked and with the the smile by I think Jimmy Durante was singing or whatever. Mhm. So awesome! Oh, so so much of the shots, it was just like right now. yes, cool. the uh, the shot of him like prying his mouth oh, with a smile, and then when he drops it, and he's just like, <sighs> yeah. the so um, I don't want to say. I guess I could say costume. What he ended up, what you end up Uniform. seeing him, sure. Um, <laughs> and towards like the end of the trailer, it looked pretty good. Yes. It was. It was um, definitely not like the current DC tone. Like it was really right. colorful, like really bright yeah. colors, uh, purple, yellow, green, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, looked pretty cool to me. Yeah. 
I feel I, uh, like they're they're calling back to the, like the Dark Knight without trying to recreate it. Yeah, yeah. It feels really I agree. good. I agree. Yeah, I was gonna say like it, it seems like every iteration of Joker we've had so far has been pretty different. This one looks pretty similar to Heath Ledger. Yeah, um, but not that. It's not. not it's not, not a direct copy. Right. Yeah. Maybe right, just right. more like paying homage to Heath yeah. Ledger. Right. Heath Ledger. And I mean, man, it just looks so good. I am super excited. Um, I really wish that I could. I really wish we could have a universe like Marvel has. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I don't. I don't know. It, it kind of seems like, if I had to guess, Warner Brothers is probably just like, yeah, we're just gonna make another Aquaman movie. I think they're just honestly just trying to forget about the callbacks. The only reason mm-hmm. like Aquaman mentioned Steppenwolf is probably because that was already that already was filmed. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, and the Shazam trailer came out like when it, before you know everybody was getting super upset about how horrible DC movies were. I mean, not before, but you know. Um, <laughs> well, so, what about Aquaman two? They announced it yesterday. I'm sorry, two days ago. Yeah, I was about to say two days ago. Two days boy. ago on April first. On April first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. it was like a big banner on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I saw oh that. my I was god, like, Shazam! I remember seeing that. <laughs> I remember seeing that now. Yeah, oh my yeah. Gosh. Click on it to Bold get a Shazam right. Yep. The Shazam trailer. Ouch, freaking! So this, the title of this movie is just Joker. Is yeah, that right? I think so. Okay, interesting. Directed by Todd Phillips. Mm. Okay, of so, Hangover. Of ha- oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else? Anything else on the resume hmm. for? Uh, Todd not that I know of. Okay. but I mean, I'm sure. I'm okay with something. him if he ends it here, and this is it's as good as it looks. If he ends it here, I'd be okay <laughs> yeah. with that on my resume. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think he directed a couple episodes of Lost Run around season four. Oh, oh really? No, what? I'm just kidding. Oh, what <laughs> what you you always bring up Lost. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> and I always will. He's try- <laughs> trying to convince us to watch it. He directed, so good, man. he directed... Um, it's really good and then really terrible and then pretty good again. Hmm. <laughs> what, Lost? Yes. I've, I've seen it. He directed really all three Hangovers, Due Date, and War Dogs. Due Date was good. That was uh, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, yeah. um, Zach That was like a... Right? Uh, in my opinion, a lesser version of planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, I could see that. Love that movie, dude. Right, Austin? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm super excited about that. I hope it's awesome. I hope, like you said, that we can get a great Batman. Yeah, oh, man, please. Man. Uh, I have like 100% faith in Matt Reeves oh, as yeah. Batman. Uh, I think that'll be awesome. Not John Hamm? No, I mean, uh, I, I would love John Hamm, but Matt Reeves, the director of the new... Younger version of Batman. Oh, I'm, yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's all right. I thought you were you're talking fine. about actors. You can go ahead and pack up your stuff and leave. <laughs> um, <clears throat> got here. See you guys. Uh, okay, so let's move on. Uh, great stuff. I think we got to hop into the lightning round because we're running short on time. You guys have your seatbelts on? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Wait, hang on. Strapped in. Okay, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, man. Um, looks awesome. Oh, dude. It looks awesome. Hopefully, it's awesome. Um, Apparently, it lets you finish missions no matter how much you screw up. So, I guess as long as you don't snowflakes die. snowflakes messing up our games. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so, I guess it's like uh, like we're playing Division. There's a hostage mission. Yeah. If the hostage dies, it's not like the hostage died. Game over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just finish out, but you just don't get whatever yeah else. or I, I feel like it's more akin to like hitman okay so like I'm the missions in, in hitman like you really want to hit all those objectives like don't get caught don't get seen yeah. blah, blah, right. blah, whatever all that but you can just i guess you just get to go on to the next thing and you just suffer the consequences yeah. of how bad you screwed as up long as you kill the target and don't die yeah all right, that actually much. makes that sound more interesting I, yeah. I had in my mind maybe more of like a 
like you can just you button die. mash your way through it. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's the opposite of what this game is. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, that's not cool. Yeah. But that's actually really cool if, yeah. uh, like you do, like you said, like live with the consequences of how you did that mission. Yeah, that's I, really that, cool. Hitman probably didn't really have any consequences. It was just like a cutscene and then another mission. But this, hopefully, I mean, this one might. It might be like, I guess I depending know. on which Hitman game you play. But yeah, I There's mean, a completionist thing there too. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trophies and whatnot, all that stuff. Whatnot. So. Uh, yeah, so that'll be cool. Interesting. Super excited about that game. We don't have many, like, futuristic city games. I want mm. some, except for Crackdown 3, but... Oh, God. <laughs> so, David Harbour, going to be in Hellboy soon, uh, is apparently joining the Black Widow movie, which I feel like they've had a lot of uh, announcements for random movies, like Angelina Jolie possibly joining the Eternals or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, which is so. part of... Um, MCU? MCU, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right, yeah. Uh, okay, next, uh, Taika Watiti, director of Ragnarok and other things, um, dir- directing Akira. Live action? I think is so. Is that real? Yeah. Akira? The live action Akira movie? Is that real? I saw that come out yesterday, and I thought, and, and they said it, uh, DiCaprio was in it. Is that real? I didn't know if it was a... Uh, April Fool's thing. I didn't know if it was Let April Fool's thing. Let me freak him up, dude. Okay. I, <laughs> because if, I, they, if they got us, if they didn't get us, that sounds pretty sweet. Akira's like a classic. Yeah, so, and it's it, the it's the anime that everybody yeah, starts with. Exactly, and I feel like it would be. It's uh, maybe it's like long overdue for a live action. It is, it, and, but well, they, I mean, it, when it came out, people were like, "Oh, this would be really cool." But yeah. it it's one of those it's one of those movies that it's really hard to do. I mean, all yeah. the weird stuff that happens. Yeah, well, and all the great music, like hips don't lie. What? And <laughs> Shakira. Yeah. Exactly. Not, not Akira. How do you even think of that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but if you look at like... I think it's real. I think sorry. it's real. I'm sorry. It looks real. I hate April Fool's. It looks real. Continue. So if you think about like Ghost in the Shell, it was like... Okay. It was almost good. So, mm. well, here's the thing. Ghost in the Shell was like... That was the first one that I saw. I loved it. And I'm kind of a computer nerd so the whole hacking thing was was appealing to me and when that movie came out i remember watching it in high school and it blew me away when it came out in in um it was a live action one yeah Who was in it scarlett uh, johansson yeah johansson was in it. i was like yes this looks so aw- what hmm. oh. yeah yeah why does this suck so bad there was a lot of great <laughs> visuals a lot of really cool stuff in the movie but it just didn't really all come together so, so well so the one that the one that gets me and and i and i can this is what i compare it to is, is um do you guys remember the movie aeon flux oh yeah dude i would i used to mm-hmm. put that movie on just to fall asleep because it was so boring <laughs> i'm so, not kidding so the the, the cartoon <laughs> the cartoon that was that was on in the 90s oh, yeah yeah was weirdly cool it, it was, was it, it was, was weird and it was like really graphic wasn't it i think yes yeah yes and then the movie came out and you're like uh, not really the same what? thing and I, and I think it was just that the the movie i'm not, not really the movie technology but the the movie technology yeah. <laughs> just needed to catch up yeah. do we I need to move on it came out uh, <laughs> uh maybe a little bit you guys took your seatbelts off i don't know where you guys are going <laughs> Uh, it came, it came out around the same time as that movie Ultraviolet, and I feel mm. like people probably got them kind of confused. Definitely. Purple. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, lightning round, guys. Come on. Um, <laughs> Sega Genesis is apparently getting a mini. Hmm. Yay. Hopefully it's a better than the last couple. Hopefully it's a better than yeah the last couple mini consoles or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. But I'll probably buy that one. They confirmed a couple <laughs> games, I think. Sonic the Hedgehog is one of them. Hopefully something like Altered Beast. Toe Jam and Earl. 
Altered Beast was cool. I think I've only Michael ever played Beast. one Sega game. Yeah, I uh, I played a Michael Jackson game. Moonwalker. Oh Moonwalker, yeah, Moonwalker. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I'll, I'll, if if it has if it has uh, Mortal Kombat on it, I'll definitely buy it. Sweet. I'll pre-order it. I, I will cool. most definitely not buy it. The last mini thing I got, I was like, I don't really care about. You still this. have that? Did you sell it? I sold it. I was really excited about the NES one. Yeah, and uh, that was it. <laughs> that I couldn't get. That's, uh, I forgot about. That's as far as that. Yeah, yeah. I, did. I, I have a Super Nintendo, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize they were like limited runs too. So I saw them at GameStop, and then like I went in like a year later. And I was like, oh, you know what? I think I want one of those. And they're like, mm. oh yeah, those have been like done for oh, a long yeah, time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah. Which one was it? Oh, the, the, the NES one. Yeah, you can get it at Walmart. So. This will happen. No. Lightning round. FYI. Okay. We'll see. So go check that out. Jamie Costa, Costa is an mm. impressionist. Yes. Oh, yeah. stuff. The Robin uh, Williams guy. Yes. Vine, he's a vine artist, too. Great vines. Yeah. Great vines. You know he lives here in Charleston. Yeah, I was going to say Green. he's from here. Yep. Oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. He used to yeah, do, um, he used to do camps and stuff with, uh, oh, that's with cool. Northwood. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, cool he guy. he's done some short films. He did a, a Han Solo short film that was pretty cool. That was really good, actually. Uh, I mean, he does Harrison Ford. Oh, my gosh. So. His Harrison Ford is ridiculous. Yeah, all and his Robin Williams. All of them are. Yeah, um, but it looks like he's doing a Kenobi short film, kind of mm-hmm. like an old man Kenobi. Was it old man Kenobi or was it just Kenobi? Kenobi, I think. Just Kenobi. Yeah. Um, and he looks pretty cool as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I could see it, dude. So uh, that's pretty cool. I don't know when it comes out. Uh, Does he I just saw a little teaser for normally it. just release on his own website or YouTube? or I do you know? Probably just YouTube. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, I saw mean, it on he might have a website. Too, I mean, I saw so. it on. He has a, a Facebook page. And he, he, oh, and that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I saw the um, the Han Solo in there. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, he's going to be a one of those guys that like nobody really knows, and then all of a sudden he's going to be directing something, oh, something huge and big, or or, or starring in something. And yeah, definitely. He's the guy way. that did us. He was that Jordan, way. Jordan Peele. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy that he he did the same thing. Quick question: Were were Ken Peele in Mad TV? Yeah, they were. That's what I thought. Yep. And then they were Campbell and now. I yes. have no idea. Comedy Central. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah that's, uh, that's where they started. That's right. <laughs> okay, lightning round. Uh, Mark Hamill voicing Chucky. Sweet. I love the Child's Play series. Never seen any. There's a couple bad really? ones. I, What's yeah. wrong with you? So the first. It's so weird. The first two are great. The third one's okay. And then. The Bride of Chucky. <clears throat> you like that one? No. Is that your favorite one? That's not my favorite one. So there's uh, so Curse of Chucky, starring Fiona Dorif, Brad Dorif's daughter, who does the voice of Chucky, but not anymore. It's Mark Hamill now. Um, is the lead actress in Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky, and both of those movies are quality. Oh, and quality, super good. So That's I'm a big fan, and I love Mark Hamill. Yeah, and he's just been doing voices for so many years, longer than I've been alive. And so. he's just the nicest guy. Dude, he is. He like, really is. You follow him on Instagram. Oh, and dude, it's just he, like he's great like, on social media. He's like everybody's dad. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's I awesome. I love it. Every time you take a picture with him, he points at you, or yep. he points at the camera. That's what all his pictures are. <laughs> we're all pointing. Just yeah, yeah just, yeah. just <laughs> uh, got quiet there for like five seconds. We're all just like laughing at each other. <laughs> anyway, okay, lightning round. Buckle up. Uh, last uh, topic while Austin uh, recovers from laughing. Magic the Gathering. Tell us about it, <laughs> dude. So. Next month is going to be War of the Sparks. So the the new set from Magic the Gathering. This set is going to be interesting, and I think it's going to be another great place for new players to jump in because 
the set looks really powerful and it looks like a lot of fun. So one really cool thing that even if you're like a new player or maybe a returning player that will kind of interest you is that there there are 36 Planeswalker cards in this set. And every pack that you buy will have a Planeswalker in the pack. Guaranteed? So, guaranteed. At least one Planeswalker. Gosh, how many have to print? <laughs> So crazy. And a planeswalker is the thing where you put it down and it's almost like another player. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. So, you know, they vary in power from character to character or card so to card. You said a, a pack is guaranteed a planeswalker? Yep, that's exactly right. So I've never played or owned any Magic the Gathering, Oh, but I have always thought that I would really enjoy it. I think you would. And it's, um, it's fun. Yeah. If, so go ahead. I was just going to say you could fall down a hole and spend all your money on it. Uh, you can play casually. It's 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 one of those games. It's like super strategic, and um, that sounds like, awesome. It, yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> no, it, like um, just me playing it. Like I don't know. There's just so much stuff. Everything builds on another card that builds on another card that builds on another card, and and you can get like super good at it. So uh, it's a lot of fun to play. Um, it's just kind of plagued by the you know that's a nerd game, yeah, which right. it. Is so it's but it's like, also ouch. like what I'm hearing is only it's a lot like uh, a lot like Clash Royale. <laughs> oh my gosh, get out of here! <laughs> but maybe, but maybe just more cards. You and my right? brother <laughs> Clash Royale. Yeah, I do so, love some Clash Royale. That's a, so that's are a, they are they going game. the route of the Planeswalker now? Because I know that that was not really a, a thing like six months ago. So as far as like you know, Planeswalkers have always been well, not always, but for a while, ever since they were like started in print. They have been like really generally very powerful cards. Yeah. But now what they're kind of doing is to be able to include a planeswalker in each pack. They're oh, kind of turning the power down a little bit on some yeah, of them. Yeah, I think I saw so. something about this. There was one, I forget his name. He but it's like it's like most of them will have like like a like a plus one, two, like right. a plus five. Exactly. Or like a negative two and a negative three, and it's all of that there. Yeah. You know, yep. but now this one only has like, I think it had like a plus one or plus two, and that was it. Yeah, exactly. That and some it. of them don't even have a plus. They only have minus abilities. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what it was. So, yeah, so now it's more like you kind of want them for their static abilities. So what they say on the card, like as long as this card is on the battlefield, such and such. Okay, so, so yeah. they're basically making it more like another card with, with just a different ability. Pretty much. Yeah. I got you. Pretty much. But it's um, it's cool. I feel like... Uh, planeswalker cards are really fun and they're i feel like this will be a good set to i always liked them i thought they were fun to have a play like a planeswalker deck oh yeah it was kind of fun to have absolutely still the same rule though like you can only have one on you can only have one on the uh play field time yep so as long as it has any difference in the name you can have two so so if it's like let's say liliana of the veil you can have whatever you could have liliana the last hope you can have both of them out but you can't have two liliana of the veil let's say that Hmm. I got gotcha. you. I didn't know that. Is that, a sta- is that a standard rule? That is a standard rule. That is actually a legendary rule. So Planeswalkers are technically legendary, so you can uh, only have okay. one legendary out at the same time. I see. I see. I'm very. I'm definitely interested. I'm still using the same deck I bought when you first got me into it. It's getting better and better. <laughs> We're adding more to it. How many cards do you have? Wait a minute. Let's back this know, up. Yeah. How many... <laughs> Lightning round. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the slowest lightning oh, ever. This is great. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so that's cool. That is all we got for tonight. Uh, lightning round. You guys take your seatbelts off. Um, guys, thanks for being here. Adam, Austin, Brian. Anytime. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, again, um, if 
if you enjoyed the episode, please consider giving us a follow, uh, posting every week. So I want to stay up to date on that. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. (laughs) 